One of the big questions we get all the time at Mindful Muslima is how do you have khushua in salah? How do you have focus in prayer? How do you have it? Like everything is on my mind. Maybe I'm stressed. Maybe I'm tired. You know, my mouth is dry from fasting in Ramadan or even outside of Ramadan is hard. You know, I just got off the phone. I'm thinking about the last thing I texted or listened to or read. And maybe five minutes from now, I have something to do. I, I start thinking about, got to take the chicken out the freezer, <laughs> like whatever it is, you know, got to call this person. I have this paper to do. I just start thinking about, all these things, it comes racing and it is not by accident. It is from Shaitan, it is from our nafs, and we have to know how to deal with it. Well, guess what? In this episode, we're going to give you the secrets to do just that. Ones even you've never heard before. Can't wait to share them with you to help our salah get elevated in the time it is most needed. Let's go. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, educator of 25 years, mom of five or big auntie to the world right now. We currently are at 4.1 million on the podcast. Yeah, it's it's exciting, but it means that our reach is far. It means everything we do matters that much more because we want to make sure that we can help as many women as possible. Now, all throughout Ramadan, I want to tell you, we're doing a lot of work with women worldwide. Every, almost every continent we're in, we're currently over 150 countries. Um, alhamdulillah, but that's with you. That's because of you as listeners. So today's podcast, I want to do something special. I want to share these tips with you, but I also want to give you like a window into my world. So oftentimes I'm teaching classes and we have an entire school where we teach classes and we have um, the Thrive Muslim app where we do live sessions. So today I thought I'd do a treat and I would share the tips, but I would do it by giving you a win to it into a session that I taught on the Thrive Muslim app so that way you guys can enjoy it too and benefit. And if you love this episode or this type of learning and you want to do this like when I'm in the room there teaching it with all these women, you can definitely check it out below. There's a link where you can get in with us and I'll leave it there for you. But let's get off to the episode. Let's find out how to have Murkhushua in Salah. Let's go. Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So good to be with all of you. So this is the first time I've got to come on live in the community since Ramadan has started. Um, many of you are in our mentorship program that you do privately with me. So you, I've got to enjoy you in there. But for a lot of you, um, this is this is our first time. So I'm really excited. Let me tell you what I want to say first, and then I'll kind of explain how today is going to go. And I'll open up. It is going to be, usually I do more like workshoppy type, like jump into breakout rooms. And I'll do a little bit of that. Right as soon as I give the first announcement, I'll let you guys break out and chat a bit. But then we're going to come on back and make sure I give you all the information that we have for Salah because there is a lot of Salah that happens in Ramadan. I want to make sure if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right, right? So Alhamdulillah. So um, first things first, let's just take 10 seconds. You guys know me, especially we have to have our intention, but in Ramadan more than anything else. And I wanted to invite you before I go into this right now, if you haven't already, you feel comfortable, I would love you to open up your videos. I don't ever force anyone or anything like that, but it is such a different experience when we can see each other and feel like we're together as women. It's bad enough we're separated by borders and internet and all that stuff. So the little bits that we have to control, let's stay connected. I know most of you told me you're here because you want connection and I love that. And I want to be with you. And, and maybe you don't do in all the other ones, but when you're with me, please try because I love to be with you guys. All right. So for the first 10 seconds, let's just renew our intention. Actions are based on intention. And so when we're coming here together, we can get so much reward beyond just learning this by the intention. So let's just take 10 seconds for that. Inshallah. Okay. So for those of you who are new to setting intentions, I'm going to give you an idea of like what I kind of said to myself. So you guys can get an idea of how you can get multiple rewards for one deed. And the reason I'm reminding you now is it's Ramadan. So we always want to maximize our effort and here's a way to do it without doing extra stuff just by like your mind. So for example, I'm coming to the class right now. I could say, well, I'm coming to focus more in my Salah Allah. Okay. But we can get more than that. Oh, Allah, I want to be closer to you. I want to be closer to you. So when my heart's closer to you, I love you more. I do more than just my salah. I do so many other things. Oh, Allah, I want to become uh, closer to you in my salah so that I become a more peaceful person and I'm a better wife and mother. Oh, Allah, I want to do this, be, be, be here with my sisters. And, and I know that you encourage us to be together as a community. So I want to do your sunnah of coming together as a community. I want to be part of that. I want to be a living example of that. So I have like five, six intentions in two seconds. And it is five, six times the reward. So if you go to cook today later on with your family, if you go to, um, to give your child a bath, 
It's, it's, I, this is a gift from Allah, my child. So I'm caring for him. Like renew your intention for everything. Ladies, you'll be shocked. If you do five things. You'll probably get like 30, 40 rewards. Okay. Didn't want us to lose that. That one thing. The second thing is, um, wanted to tell you is let's just take a second to make dua really quick. So let's just open our, our heart for a moment. Anytime we're together, it's a great opportunity for dua. Ya Allah, we ask that every single sister here has ease in her fasting. Ya Allah, we ask that every single sister, her ibadah, all of her worship is accepted. Ya Allah, we ask for help in khushu with our salah. Ya Allah, we ask for all of us together here to have ease in our fasting, in our, in our anger, in our frustration, and just to ease up all of the pain that we have inside to free up our hearts as we empty our stomachs that we may fill our souls to receive all the good, all the peace and blessings you have for us in this month. Amin, amin, rabbil alameen. And I wanted to also say it's really great to say, I mean, if we can say that we ask for ease for people all over the world that are struggling and there's so many of those situations. And if you have a particular need for a dua right now, put it in the chat and I'll make sure that we give you an amin before it's over. All right. So today we're going to be talking about how to have khushua in salah. And I'm going to write the word khushua in the chat just so everybody has it. I'm not going to give you like PowerPoints or anything today. It's just going to be like a, a very chill one-on-one -on -one conversation, but I have a ton of points that you could just like simple stuff. I want it to be easy for you guys. I want you to think about this as being super doable. This is not something I have to bring as an extra thing to my salah. This is just going to make it easier. Everything's going to make it easier. So khushua is basically for the lack of a better translation, um, concentration, like more concentration and like connection, let's just say in your salah, which is what we want. So I'm going to tell you some ways to get it, but let me tell you, I'm going to leave my biggest tip for last. I'm going to leave it for the end, which is my big secret. Let me circle it right here. So I don't give it away. And then um, I wanted to say um, last bit of announcement is if you're new and thrive, just know that we're going to be having secret prize giveaways in different lives. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm not one of the ones today, but I gave it to the other ladies that are coming on. So when you go to these lives, you're going to show up and there's going to, my secret prize is giving you Khushu and Salah. <laughs> that is the ultimate prize. No, alhamdulillah. But like the other women, they're going to have secret prizes. So by the end, they're going to call a name because we're just doing fun giveaways. The women who show up for knowledge, we're going to reward them. And so alhamdulillah, look forward to this. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a couple really serious tips on how to find um, Khushu and Salah. When we are going in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our minds are distracted. Right? We want to have this connection, but we're struggling. We go to the prayer mat, we make Allahu Akbar. And for some of the women, they don't know all the words mean. Some of the women, they do know what they mean, but they have a million things spinning through their head. Both groups of women, whether they're, they're knowing Arabic or not, they are struggling in their salah to focus because we have a lot of responsibility. Now, I had a lot of women ask me about a question that was said, I'm not going to go into too much the other day, um, where it was told to them that you didn't have to know Arabic in your salah. Now, here's the thing. When you're, if you're a new Muslim here, by the way, um, it's not expected of you right away to know that. But it's definitely, definitely encouraged. But it's not like, oh, you know, if you didn't do that, your salah is horrible. It's definitely encouraged. And you're supposed to be learning some of the best of our scholars. Definitely, definitely are Arabic, non-Arabic speakers, like big, big, big names. I, they would shock you right now if I told you this name. And then you would say like, whether it's like Bukhari, like they are, they are not native speakers, but they have given us the most knowledge. So the only reason I would encourage you to still try, still try is because once you learn Arabic, the meanings are so different when you get behind them. Like there's this ocean of knowledge locked behind the language, but to do it in English alone is totally fine. It's totally fine in the beginning. But the truth is behind it, there's such a depth you can't get it from English. I'm just going to be honest. Being a person who has looked in only in English and only in Arabic, it is like one word in Arabic could be like a paragraph in English. And it's just such a different language. So I know part of that hushua is understanding what you're saying. So I just want to mention that here. So if you can understand what you're saying, that would be my tip number one. It does really help. It does. Because if I'm just saying stuff in Arabic in my salah and I don't really know what it means, it is definitely something. That is going to help me. If I went on here and I was like, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Anything I said, how much benefit is that for you, for your heart? So the, the one obvious tip I'll start with is if you know what you're saying, that definitely helps. Okay. If you're saying it in Arabic. Number two. So understanding the language definitely helps. Number two, renewing your intention and asking Allah for help. 
So let me tell you how I come to my salah when I'm really distracted and I'm a mom and I'm busy and everybody's bothering me and I have so many problems and my phone's pinging and my husband and I just got into a thing, you know, like whatever it is. And I come to my salah mat like, first of all, I take a deep breath. And I just kind of like let it all out. Might take a couple deep breaths. Every time I come to salah, I'm kind of like calm myself down and I renew my intention. The same way I started this session. Renew your intention. Ya Allah, I'm here for you. My mind is racing. I'm super honest. When I talk to Allah, I'm so honest. I'm like, my mind is racing. I'm so distracted by the kids. I'm having this problem today. Oh, Allah, it's so hard today to fast. Oh, Allah, it's so difficult to focus on you, but I want to focus on you and I love you so much. I talk to Allah so sincerely. And then I say, help me. Help me please to you my salah right now. Help me please. I'm so honest with him of all my faults, of all my desires. I let Allah know how much I love him and how I'm messing up and I need him so much, but I really, really need his help to know how to fix myself because I don't know how. And no matter how we come to Allah, we're never gonna come feeling you know, enough, whether you're the best of believers or not. You always like love Allah so much, you wanna do even more. So I always come renewing my intention And I always come asking Allah for help. Even if my salah, I think, is really good right now, the best in my life, it's never good enough. Not because I'm not a good enough person, not because I'm not enough as a person, but because when you love Allah so much, I can't explain to you, ladies, a lot of you guys heard my story when I went to Turkey and I came back on the plane from Turkey. I was sitting there and um, I'm going to give you the short version. Um, It was like the plane was going down (laughs) type of an experience. The turb- I've had a lot of turbulence in a lot of planes. When I came back from Turkey, the turbulence was so bad. I really didn't think we were going to get off the plane. When I say people screaming uncontrollably, the plane going up and down for like 10 minutes straight, you think at any moment you're going to get an announcement and that's the end of that. When I say I was like frozen, because when I went to Turkey, I was there with just my husband and I was without my children. That was a very hard experience. Those 10 minutes were the longest 10 minutes of my life. And as I was sitting in that plane, I said, I have to make dua right now. I have to make dua right now. What can I say to Allah? If you think this is the last time you'll talk to Allah, what can I say to him? I'm going to be honest. I felt like I was making, I made so much dua. I I like almost passed out. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I've never had that experience in my life ever. I've made dua all the time. And I made it because I made it so hard and so focused, like the most I ever focused, right? But even still, at the end, when the plane settled, I turned to my husband and I said, you know what lesson I learned from this other than gratitude is even, you know, reminders and stuff is there's no da'a that's good enough. I feel no matter what I say right now, it's compared to what I should be doing more and more and more and more. I feel that way in Salah. And I don't say that like in a discouraging way. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? I don't mean it in like, you're not doing enough. Like, I don't mean that. I mean, the relationship with Allah, you love him so much. He gives us so much. Guys, we're not behaving well. Sometimes we don't pray on time. Sometimes we don't do stuff. He still feeds us. He still helps our children. He still gives us ease in certain situations. Like, like he he doesn't withhold. He's not like, oh, you're being bad right now. So let me take your house away. Let me take this away. Like he doesn't rip things from us when we're not really doing our part. He's so merciful. So that's what I mean. I mean, that love. Do you guys get me? So forgive me. I cry a lot in Ramadan. So anyway, (laughs) Alhamdulillah. So number two, number two is renew your intentions and ask for help totally raw, sincerely. It is the best thing ever. And if you could do it when you're in sujood, even in my sujood, I'm begging him, please. Because it's the Rasul Sallallahu he said the slave is closest to his Lord in sujood. So it's a beautiful place to be. Number three, put down your phone. That is Salah, obviously. Put down your phone or computer five to 10 minutes before Salah, if possible. If you can get in this habit in Ramadan, it's really good. Because one sheikh, he reminded us in one of the classes I was in, I, I do Islamic studies. He said, when you put down the phone, and you like, oh, let me go pray now. Your mind is still on TikTok. Your mind is still on YouTube. Your mind is still on Instagram. Your mind is still on that last text, that last email for a couple minutes. But guess how much Salah is? A couple minutes. And then it's over. 
So that's why we're, you know, so if we can get ourselves in a moment before away from the devices, it really makes a huge difference. And I know that's kind of like seemingly obvious, but do we actually do it? So that's the point, right? So I see some sisters sharing. No, I love you too for the sake of Allah, sis. Y'all, you are so sweet. SubhanAllah. No, really, I thought, I really thought I wasn't going to live. And then I was thinking I wasn't going to say goodbye to my kids. And I was thinking what happened. Can I tell you right before I went to Turkey, I made a big will. I, I revised my will. You should have a will right now, ladies, by the way. And um, that was the only thing that gave me any comfort was I made sure my kids were in place because Allah forbid anything happened. But still, I, you see, you're never, no one's going to love your kids like you. So alhamdulillah. No, no worries. No worries, sis. Okay. So the, the next thing. So we have, somebody tell me, what did I say number one was? What was number one? Let me see who's paying attention. I'm going to be that lady. <laughs> Understand what you're saying, learn the language. Yeah, just understand what you're saying. You don't have to know every Sora, but Fatiha uh, is the beginning you're trying. Fatiha is beautiful. Fatiha is a conversation between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So imagine if Allah is in front of me and I'm and while I'm talking to him, I'm talking to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's every time your mind thinks of another thought, you've pulled away from him. You've pulled away from him. You're giving him like your back. I'm giving him my back, my side. Who would turn away from Allah? No one, right? But we do. So I put in our mind, this thing I'm doing, the turning away, it's serious. I'm turning away from Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who turn away from me, I would turn away from them. I'm, I'm turning away. So I don't want to give anything else my attention but Allah. But Allah knows we're struggling. So that's why I'm honest in the beginning, right? Which is number two. What's number two tip? What's number two tip? You can open Renew my intention. Renew your intention. Good. And? Ask for help. Ask for help. Just be honest. This is not a formal meeting like you're meeting the president and like you can't talk to him. Allah is, he knows our deepest, darkest secrets. We can talk to him raw and honestly. Absolutely. And number three, somebody's already telling me, but you're, you're oh, Shabiha, you're private messaging. So if you want to put it on public, but if you're not, that's okay. Too. Um, so she had the right answer though, good job. <laughs> Which is put all distractions away before Adam, like just five minutes. If you can't do 10, just five minutes. Because it's really mentally a problem for us and we lose the Salah. Then we're like, why can't I focus in Salah? I mean, it's like we're self-sabotaging a little bit, right? It's, it doesn't make any sense, all right? Number three, number four, and this one has really, really helped me a lot, a lot. When we do salah, we tend to rush. We tend to rush. Um, one of the scariest um, sayings of the prophet that Bob, I, I'm, I'm doing, not doing like relaying precisely as he said, but how much, uh, how abhorrent it is for those who pray, they're like pecking on the ground like chickens. Those people who pray fast, have you ever prayed like that? Like because you're in a rush? It's so horrible to Allah. It's like pecking, Rasulullah said pecking like chickens. So whenever I think to rush, this comes in my mind. Am I pecking like a chicken? I would do that. So I just remind myself that. But the tip for this is, the tip for here is, number four, is we tend to rush. So we need to slow our body down. Your mind is racing. Your head is, uh, you're feeling bad. You don't want to pray. Or maybe you're lazy. Maybe you're not rushing, racing. You're just out of it. I do this. A lot of slow breathing in my salah. Now, let me just clarify. I'm not making any kind of like meditation stuff. We're not having any like Hindu or like, you know, vibing influence. Like we're not doing anything crazy over here. Okay. We're talking about. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I, I just slow my body down. I slow it. It's a proven fact. And if you could do those breaths before the Salah, I'm just saying, if I notice the rushing, I start to breathe in between the Raka, like in between like the Raka or the Ayat, in between things I'm doing, I start to, because it's a proven fact, when you breathe slowly, it slows your heart rate down. It slows your body down. I'm telling you, secret to like crushing anger in a second, if you get angry in Ramadan, because that happens too. Deep, uh, breathe through your nose and out through your mouth. But in between that, even better, do this. Breathe in deep, hold it. So five, five, five. Breathe in five seconds, 
holds five seconds. Let it pop. If you do that five times, you want to take a nap. <laughs> when I do that, I'm like, my kids, out. I'm like, ah. and then I'm like, mommy's here right now. Like I get really, really calm. So I'm saying, if you get angry and all frustrated, it's the same thing. So in Salah, I do it when I feel like I'm rushing and I want to just be like out of it because that happens. I'm afraid I'm not going to make iftar. I'm afraid that like I left something, some, you know. So just breathing alone really, really helps. And so deep breathing does really help. And the other thing along with deep breathing, we're going to put them together is slowing your speech. Slow speech. I'm starting to go, I'm slowing down my speech. And if I feel myself rushing in between, I guess maybe I'm taking myself a little breath. I do this on purpose to be mindful, to slow down my salah, to focus. It really helps me focus. That's probably one of the bigger ones that helps me focus, to be honest. That's my, that's me personally. But what I want to say to you right now is as you're making your little list, let me tell you why you're making your list. It's not for me. It's not for any of the women in the room. It's for you. But that whole list is not for you to do all that. It's for you to try some of these and see which works for you. Number two will work for Sada. Number five will work for Maryam. I mean, it's not meant to be everybody does the same. Do you guys get me? Do you feel me? Like find what works for you, okay? This is important. I'm giving you options. This is like your menu, your smorgasbord for uh, Salah, okay? So number one was understanding the language. Number two was, number two was, who's paying attention? Renewing your intention and calming yourself Ask down. Your head. Excellent. Ask and ask for help. Excellent. Excellent. Number three. Keeping your distractions away. Excellent. Number four. Slow breathing. Slow down, don't yeah, the mindfulness by slowing the breathing and the speech. It sounds like, but I, I literally do that a lot when I start to feel like I, I need to do something else. And then, you know what I remind myself? I actually have like a little mantra. This is just a bonus. It's not a point. I'm like, this is where you need to be right now. This is where you need to be. There's not, there's nothing else more important. This is where you need to be. Allah called, let me tell you why, why that's true. Allah made the salah at a specific time. He said, I need you here right now at 1 p.m. At 5 p.m. I need you here. Allah said, so who am I to say I should be somewhere else? I should be somewhere else. I, I think I know more than Allah where I should be. What's more important? Allah says, if you have success here, you will have success there. If you ruin this, you will ruin that. <laughs> we need the success in Salah. If I don't have success in my Salah, you know the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says when you're, when you're called to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Yam al-Qiyamah, the first thing you'll be asked about after the, you know, is, is about your Salah. And he says, if that goes well, all after that will go well. And if that doesn't go well, all after that will be in ruins, right? So that says a lot about how important that meeting is and how I don't have any right to think I belong somewhere else. And so I remind myself, a little mantra to myself, I say, you belong here right now. This is where Allah needs you to be. This, you're in the right place. Don't rush yourself out of it. And then I start to breathe, okay? So number five, train your brain to focus. And I'm actually gonna tell you how to do that because I know that's like better said, easier said than done, right? Train your brain to focus. So by the way, social media teaches us not to focus. What does social media do? Ping, 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 flash, 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 right? How many, okay, tell me if you, if you get me here. You watch something for three seconds. This is how it goes on your phone. Nope, nah, nah. <laughs> You're just like, in three seconds, you decide if you wanna read the rest of that post. In three seconds, you wanna know the rest of, 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 of that show. Uh, you look at the title, the thumbnail, you're like, eh, eh, like off. You don't even read it. Like, you know how, many, how many times people tell me, they ask me questions about something I did. And then I'm like, I'm like sis, but I, but I wrote it there. They're like, oh, I don't read anymore. Oh, I don't even look anywhere. It's a total, it's like we're all trained right now to like never focus and just move to the next thing in three to five seconds. That's they actually did science on it. So it's for real. So that's why we're having trouble in Salah. We can't even do three seconds outside of Salah. So we need to train our brain to focus. Like that's a real human problem right now. And sometimes it's really hard because we get distracted. So let me give you some tips on that right now. Let me just flip to my next page. All right, number one, is what I kind of told you already before. Put in your mind the intention and the, uh, and the distractions all the way. Like put in your mind, like, where am I going right now? I'm going to Salah. Like put in your mind that this is happening. 
right? I have to put that in my mind. Same thing when I go to sit down to do like an email. Every time when I tell you to renew intention, that like knocks out a million problems. So it's if you've already renewed your intention and ask a lot for help, you've already done this like step one of getting focused. And before praying, think about the actual rakat. This is for focus only. These are like extra breaking down of focus. So we're still in, in that number, okay? Think about, okay, right now I'm going to pray for rakat and I'm going to recite this surah before you're starting you're putting in your mind what you're going to do you're talking to yourself it's okay you're not crazy because we're doing things very mindlessly you get me we're bringing back the okay i'm about to do the heart prayer before i'm going to focus i'm going to be in this one i'm going to be in like i'm going to do this sort of first i'm going to do it. i talk to myself first to get my mind mentally prepared okay if your mind starts to wander during any salah any salah you could do what i told you i don't belong anywhere else right now all this stuff I just told you, those tips before, this is all actually the breaking down of this. I don't belong anywhere else right now. I don't. I belong right here. And if it's really bothering you, shaitan, like you feel your little qareen, like I can say in my head, it's okay. And that you guys know what that is, right? You guys know what somebody write that for me in the chat for a sister. Who wants a bonus point? Because if you write it and somebody says it, you get reward for helping their salah. Let's see who wants to run, run to that one first. And, and rush to good deeds in Ramadan. Rush to good deeds. All right. So the next one is hunger, stress, and dehydration is all going to make you feel horrible. So people are like, what's the secret to having amazing, sharp focus in Salah and Ramadan? There's no awesome focus. When you're fasting, it's hard. One sister, she DM'd me on Instagram the other day. She goes, sis, can you tell me the secret to having great sleep in Ramadan? Because I find it's hard because this and this and this and this. I said, there's no secret to sleeping well in Ramadan. No one's sleeping well in Ramadan. That's okay. <laughs> I see you, Salah. I'm going to talk to you in a second. I said, let me tell you something. Ramadan is like you put on your, your track outfit, okay? Ho hopefully a halal track outfit from a really nice company, right? Halal track outfit. Everything's covered because I've seen, I seen some risque ones, okay? Put on your track outfit. You're going to run a marathon for 30 days. How is that going to be restful? <laughs> it's not. It's people like, what's the perfect? There is no perfect. Everybody's going to be tired. Everybody's going to be irritated. That's okay. It's to be expected, but it's how you handle that tired. It's how you handle that irritation that is the difference between you and the sister next to you. You feel me? Like right now, we might be, you might have come here because you want to focus on Salah. But instantly, everybody's pinging you on your phone to tell you to think about something else. You got tabs on your computer open telling you to look at something else. You want to focus on Allah, but you can't focus on Allah. Nobody can stop that but you. Sister, is it Salah? S-A-L-A-I-S-25. Are you raising your hand for me or are you just saying hi? I don't know. Yeah, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa It's Aisata. Um, uh, but um, when you mentioned that in prayer, when you realize that you're not concentrated and you say, a'uzu billahi min shaitanir rajim. So are you, as soon as you realize you're not focused, are you saying that? Like no matter what surah you recite, no matter what part of the salah you're, you're in or how does that, or you just, it's like an intense I'm, mental. I'm not saying to say it out loud, like to add an additional bid'ah or anything in salah. I'm just saying in my mind, I can say okay, it. Okay, it's a mental thing. Okay. Yeah, like a mental thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Like, okay, like, sorry, yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good question. So yeah. also, also like the breathing thing. See, I'm giving you mm -hmm. options because everybody, something's going to work for them differently. I'm not saying, hey guys, do all these things. She'd be like, what mm -hmm. did she say to do right now? As I'm not mm -hmm. focused. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, like come into the salah and say to yourself, if you feel like you're not going to be focused right now, like Allah might not focus when I do, what am I going to do? You come in with your game plan. That's my point. Because we know we're not going to get okay. it. Yeah. 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 I hope that helped. Yeah. Okay. Alhamdulillah. So. Yeah, so I'm giving you options. That's why I want you to take notes because you're not gonna remember all this. There's no way. So you pick what works for you. So inshallah, bismillah, what we're gonna do is also last one for focus. So some tips I gave you inside of focus, breaking it down is like the intention really helps. Come in and be like, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this, this, this. That might work for one sister. Another sister might just need to renew her intention. That's it, whatever. The other one is have your eyes focused on one place on the mat. When I have my eyes all over the place, it's really, really hard. It's the same thing when I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, when I go to do like crunches at the, like when I do workouts and stuff, it's the same thing. You're supposed to keep your head like with an apple right here. And I can never remember all these things like I'm supposed to be doing. So I just keep myself focused in one thing and I just 
do that one thing. And I just keep focused. The same thing when I pray in Salah, I have my prayer mat and it's like, this is my one spot I'm focused on just like here. And that's it because then it, it will make my eyes go all around. And we don't close our eyes in Salah. I know where I know it's, it's like, it's like very enjoyable sometimes, but we're not really supposed to, because this is like maybe similar to the disbeliever. So I'm not really closing my eyes or anything. If I did, it would be like for a second, but I'm mostly just focusing on this one thing. And because I've, I've reviewed what I'm saying, I know what I'm saying and I'm just in there. Okay. So that's just a little help with focus. So we talked about slowing down your breathing. We talked about that. And the other one or two tips I want to give you before the big tip, and I'm going to break those down to is humility. We have it really easy. A lot of us, we sleep on warm beds, soft beds. We have water. We wake up, we break our fast. We already have our little meal plan. We've prepped for a couple of days. We have our, 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 spot we go and pick up our coffee we have our cute little thing we're gonna look forward to we have it really easy there was this one imam he got a phone call on one of those call-in shows this is like the saddest call i've ever heard and the brother calls the sheikh and he says to him yeah sheikh um i have to break my fast and a couple uh, a couple hours and this is actually happening regularly so i'm worried um but actually I don't have any food to break my fast for my family. Is my fast invalid? Is this, in a, is it, it will, it will Allah be displeased with me if I'm not, because the prophet said when it's time for breaking fast, we should break fast. And I cannot, is this, is this going to be held against me? And the Sheikh just break down crying. This man is worried about displeasing Allah. He's not complaining about it. He is having such a hard time every day. There's nothing to look forward to at the end of the fast, not just for him, but for his entire family. And he's worried more than anything is not doing even what he can control incorrectly. And subhanAllah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala humble us for all that we have. I'm coming. Alhamdulillah. And so I just want to make like this to make it easy. I know you guys have... Uh, babies and stuff okay so i was reading just to you know guys in juzamma uh back a couple of days ago when i'm doing the reflection of the quran by the way on instagram i think i'm going to open my camera a couple of days and just journal you're welcome to journal with me um and i underlined for focus for the first time how many times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats the same things over and over and over just to get an idea because I, I, i'm also a teacher like like licensed teacher for um subjects for English and stuff. And so we love to dorkishly look at when, when, when an author repeats over and over means it's very important. They're trying to get a message across. So I'm looking at the Quran like that. Allah puts the word ingratitude, 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 ungrateful, 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 forgetful, forget day of judgment. Oh my gosh. Accountability, inevitability, accountability, inevitability. Like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Why do you not appreciate why don't you see like begging begging Allah is grabbing us and so when we come in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in salah it's his right it's his haq so I like to come with humility as much as I can I come and I make tawbah even sometimes if I feel like I'm having a really bad day sis if you're having a really bad day it's a really bad fasting day it's a really bad salah day you might be renewing your intention and stuff you can also I don't want anybody to feel overwhelmed. These are just multiple suggestions and options. If you got here late, we're giving you multiple suggestions. You're not meant to do all this. I do tawbah. I make tawbah. Allah, forgive me. Allahumma ghfili. Allahumma ghfili. Oh, Allah, forgive me. Forgive me for my fasting. Forgive me for my talking two minutes ago. Forgive me for the way I was thinking. Forgive my tongue. Purify my tongue. Purify my mind. Purify my ears. Purify my heart. Give me qalbu salim. Ya Rab, Ya Rab. I'm begging Allah. Sorry. I'm making sorry to Allah. Making tawbah. Rasulullah made 70 times a day. I'm humbling myself in front of Allah. I bring down all my veil. I expose myself for my sin. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right before salah. And then we meet together and we have our conversation. You know how honest that conversation is in my salah? And I suggest for you, it's not the topic of today, to look up the, if somebody wants to get good deeds, you could put it on Thrive, the conversation in Surah Al-Fatiha between the slave and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You say one ayat, he answers you. You say one ayat, he answers you. It's so beautiful, so beautiful. So before that conversation, I do set my intention. I do ask him for help, but I also a lot of times having a bad day, I just beg him. I'm so sorry. And you're so great. And I'm nothing. I love you so much. 
Okay, so just remember what you think about yourself. So let me break down this tip of humility. Some of us, we struggle with ourselves. Our problem is us. Our problem is not the Salah. It's the way we think about ourselves. Just remember this sister, no matter where you are in your life right now, I don't care what bad deeds you're doing. Allah loves you and he needs your Salah. And he needs to be close to you and he wants to talk to you. It's like, you know how like our grandparents, how when they get older, we don't visit them anymore. We don't call them anymore. They're sitting there longing for someone to call them. You know, that very like that, not in, Allah is not miskin. He's not in need of us. I don't want to make the comparison like that. I'm saying like the one who loves the family, but the family has forgotten them. It's, it's like that with our elders, right? SubhanAllah, they wait for the youth to call them. Maybe you have family back home. In Ramadan, call them, call them. Just say Ramadan Kareem. I've been thinking about you. I know we haven't talked for a long. This is that time where you can reach out to people and it won't be weird because everybody does it anyway for Ramadan. If you haven't called that elder in a long time, just give them their haq, okay? So subhanAllah, I want you to put in your mind that Allah needs your prayers. And subhanAllah, no matter what you did, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to hear from you. Okay, so I just wanted to break that down with the humility. And I do sometimes, I was doing it this morning. I was watching some videos with my kids about all over the world. We went all over the world on my computer. We went to Somalia, we went to Pakistan, we went to Yemen, we went to all over. We went all over Afghanistan and we looked at all of our people right now. What is This is amazing YouTube. Guys, I'm from a generation before you where we couldn't see anything, okay? I remember before YouTube. So now you can see the state of the world in one shot. And when I see it, you know what I see? I see a lot of struggle. So when I come in front of the Salah, I'm thanking Allah for everything also. After I'm done with my salah, I'm making a lot of dua. We forget because we're disconnected, okay? Number, last one I'm going to give you, my big one. And this is the one I want to break out into um, maybe a room with you guys and see how we feel about this, if you guys feel like up to that. But, or we could do it here, it's up to you. Is the biggest secret to having khushua. I mean, I'm going to tell you, this one, it's going to be like, what? Because, and some people are going to get it. Some people are going to be still like, what? The biggest secret to having khushua in your salah is to have focus in khushua outside of salah. The biggest secret to connecting with Allah in salah is to connect with Allah outside of salah. Why? Somebody tell me in the chat or open your mic. I love mic openers. If you guys are not scared, I love that. Love that. Why would it be more beneficial? Go ahead, sister. Let me see who's speaking. Well, it's just more, it's more natural. It's more um, authentic. If you're doing that all the time, it's, it, it, you don't have to put the effort in. And that's kind of how we should be. It should, we shouldn't be up and down. I know life makes us like that sometimes. But yeah, it, it should just make it easy just to transition from the dunya into the, to the salah. Um, because that's, that's our natural way of being, inshallah. <laughs> Excellent. Does anyone want to add to what she's saying about that? I want to add something as well. Um, um, yeah, so if you're always doing it in your good times, you're thinking him, when you're in your most hardships, it will come to you easy. You've got, okay, I can go to Allah. I remember him. Absolutely. 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 One sister is asking if we upload these on Thrive. Yes, within 24 hours, we upload all of them. So you'll find them there. No worries, inshallah. Um, did anybody else want to say anything in reflection on that? Because I know that's that's something I think a lot of us struggle with, right? That connection yeah. outside of it, right? And so who, it's, they, like, uh, hmm? it's like a new relationship that's that's being building up. So yeah. we want to, you know, uh, yes. maximize the conversation with Allah before going to the real, like yes. real salah. Just build up the relationship as much as possible so that in salah it's it comes it becomes second to nature yeah like, second nature that's the word i want you to put in your mind you know it becomes so normal you know guys have you ever gotten up in the morning and just wa brought, washed your face and brushed your teeth and you didn't have to think about how to do it don't you just do it how many of you and i've done this too many times have driven all the way to work and then when, oh my gosh, how did I get here? <laughs> because I didn't even focus on work at all. I didn't focus on the road. I don't know if I even saw stop signs. I'm like, did I run anybody over? Like, I don't even know. No, I'm not just kidding. I'm like, I don't even know how I got here. It was a 45 minute drive. Where was my brain? I know Emily's like, girl. <laughs> 
not in, no, nobody was killed to make this video. So at the end of the day, that stuff is real. The lack of focus is real. And the lack of us just doing things like, okay, but there's a point where you could use that to your advantage. Use it to your advantage because you do it so much. You talk to Allah so much. You're with him so much. You're focused so much that you do it in Salah because it's just the norm. You could use that to your advantage. I see some people, Layla and iPhone. iPhone, I don't know who you are. If you switch your name, it's even better. So I could call you. But Layla, go right ahead, my love. Hey, assalamu alaikum. I just wanted to say that I think going out to nature, I've been forcing myself to do it lately. And subhanAllah, and I was actually um, using, you know, the Yusuf, is it you? Sorry, the Jinan book. I can't remember her name. Um, the one who wrote the, where is it? I've got it on my bookshelf. The um, names of Allah. So she goes into details. I, I can't remember the name. So, and I was actually focusing on the names as in like when looking at the nature and subhanAllah, when I've actually been praying, that actually has been helping me. And also um, I've been trying to read the inner dimensions of the prayer by Imam Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah. And, you know, as you said earlier, it's trying to remember and learn what Allah says back to you. That really does help. And when you when I actually have the book and try and doing it every day, just learning that one line, or even if it takes me a few days, just really focusing on that one line. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, that's a great book too, The Inner Dimensions of Prayer. And subhanAllah, like you feel this connection because you know what he's saying back to you because he literally is saying something back to you. That's why when we rush it, it's kind of so rude of us, right? We're just like, blah, 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 blah. And then he's just like, I didn't even get to respond yet. We want to make sure we're giving Allah his haq. That's beautiful, beautiful reminder. And the nature, all of these things. See, ladies, that's what works for her. She's trying to be like, oh. And so that's what I'm saying. We're giving you just a bunch of ideas here and I want you to go and try them out. You have so many nice things to try. Um, Shabiha, can you, can you, oh no, iPhone, go ahead. I'm gonna let you go first, sister. Usually I have names, but. Um, I was just gonna say one thing that works for me is especially in the Fatiha, take, I take my time and I read the translation and when I really wanna say each um, ayah, just breathe and actually say in my head um, what it means. And then before I go to the next, and I find that I'm actually having a conversation rather than actually just reciting. So that works for me when I take a bit more time on the, each eye, on the Fatiha, that's all I know so far, Alhamdulillah, the meaning. No, Alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. Because like you're saying, I know there's a lot of sisters, even in our mentorship, that's their goal is to say and memorize things in English. And even if it's just like one ayah a week or one or two that, that you're trying to just get it, you're going to see that difference because it's going to, after a while, you're not going to have to think about it. That's what happens, right? You're just going to do it. So keep that consistently. Awesome. Shab Shabiba, Shabiha. Shabiha Abdin, is that you, sis? She has her hand up. Do you know? Yeah, uh, what I wanted to say is uh, like when you have a habit of connecting with Allah habitually, like when you're like, I'm in peace, I'm in, I'm in my period. So, um, so now I can't pray. So uh, today also, I was like, I because I will usually talk to Allah uh, in the salah. So, other than that, what I do is to help me focus as you said uh, i talk to allah like when uh, daily when i'm doing something if i do something wrong allah i did this okay help me or i have to do this next to help me to do that and um whatever i have to talk i just talk to allah like i have him near me or he like a friend a friend near you you're like a self-talk i just talk to allah and habitually you get used to, used to talking to allah telling everything so it becomes easy. And another thing, sister, uh, what I help myself to do is um, well, uh, in the Adhan, like when I'm doing some work, when I hear the Adhan, I stop everything and I try my best to respond as though I'm not like perfectly in it. Um, I'm still struggling. And uh, after that, as, as soon as I do my Adhan and uh, respond, and there is a time to ask Dua. Like we have to respond and then ask dua. In that time, I take my, that's a special time. Our duas will be accepted. Even to make at least one dua, one maximum, I have to ask at least a dua. And then when we go to wudu, uh, take wudu, what we can do is like, 
recently only i got to know that that really helped me that is uh, like when we are t- washing the hand we are saying okay my hand should uh, do something good like usually when we take wudu our mind <laughs> doesn't stay focused we can say like while we are washing the right hand ya allah make this hand to take uh, the book give us the book in the right hand and like while we are washing the ears make our ears listen to something good and i make our mouth to talk something good and when we are washing the leg we can say yalla make this leg walk on the sirat and cross across the bridge and make this leg ha- land in janna and make this leg walk towards something always something towards good so when we do those it becomes mostly like we are going to lastly when we wash the leg it's like you say allah i want to land my feet in janna so with that uh, intention when you come to pray it's like okay you're going to go to janna it gives some kind of that feeling alhamdulillah yeah yes, alhamdulillah i love this because you remind us of before the prayer the preparation for the prayer and i'm telling you the mental preparation but she's talking about the physical preparation and this even better some of the the the, the best uh, i've seen some really amazing scholars they they take long time to make their wudu how many of us were like pop 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 yep yep splash it around and we jump into prayer we're like why wasn't that what i'm not doing good enough like this is like and then we wonder why we don't have success i saw one sister on instagram she did a very beautiful uh, reel and it was about how we wonder why we have no amazing focus in prayer and she showed how when the adhan goes off we just keep praying snooze 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 and we throw it to the side then we walk over then we trip over the kids toys and then we're like cursing the toys and then we're like why is my day horrible then we get in the salon like oh, i left the chicken in the oven and whatever like we started off in chaos and the rest just kind of falls apart in the salon and then they said on um, then they showed the opposite if you actually started it by this beeping is an appointment with a law like you have an appointment on your calendar to do something to the doctor to the meeting at work it's an appointment and you answered the appointment and you did it ahead of time and you walked over and you slowly made your wudu like the sister said and you made all the intentions for every body part while it's happening and then you went into the salah you find that law will make the salah easy for you because you rushed to it with the love for it and you give it the attention it deserves so that was a great reminder jazakallah her sister sister farah you want to say something <laughs> sorry uh yeah my 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 um my connection or my focus like learning to get refocused is a lot of the time just as uh, sister shabiha mentioned is to talk i like i i'm constantly whatever i'm doing i'm always doing zikr right so you've got your subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah alazim it always reminds me that these few words is you know weighs heavy on your deeds so i'm always trying to build up my weighing scale i guess um just anything i'm doing so if i'm in the kitchen i'm cooking i'll start with bismillah like just little things to remind myself mm. um you know when you make wudu for instance you know you come out and you do the shahada so it's like just a renewed intention every time Yeah. um every time you know when i'm when i'm feeling not so good when i'm like mad at the kids or it's just been a rough day then i find myself kind of just being in the kitchen you know when you're preparing something and you just when you're washing the dishes you just talk you're like oh my god why is this happening what is this you know you make this easy for me or or what i'm doing i'm doing for the sake of you and you kind of every time you renew your um your thought process and when you refocus like for me it's a matter of refocusing and saying what i'm doing i'm doing for the sake of allah my kids are my sadaqa my you know me whatever i'm doing i'm doing it for the sake of you and it makes it so much easier and i mean i'm not i i'm 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 not a very strong muslim like i probably don't have very strong iman i'm not a very good muslim as compared to a lot of other people but this is my way of kind of trying and and i find that you know after you you motivate the kids or you motivate yourself and you're like okay no salah time so i'll move away if there's distraction i'll kind of move away or i'll do the i'll say the a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem and i'll make my intention and i mean sometimes of course when we're when we are like when we rush right at the end there are times where we will rush and then my constant every salah i've been trying to ask for forgiveness so i do an astaghfar tasbih um every fard i had read and heard um uh scholars say that after every part salah if you say the ayatul kursi it's kind of it's almost as if you have one foot in this dunya and one foot in jannah already so i'm trying 
I'm trying to kind of just, these are my little, little connections that I, that I try and make. And then now I'm trying to kind of try and make a physical dua for after Fard Salah. So these are my, um, my ways of getting connected, I guess. So, yeah, this no. is different for everyone. So, alhamdulillah. You see, she's finding what works for her. How do you know if it works? It works if you feel that that peace. You feel that, yeah. that connection. You feel it. It's something you can't like name it. It's just like this thing that you feel, right? And and if you haven't felt it, you're like, everybody in this room, I want to tell you a secret. Not everybody in here is feeling that feeling. And everybody is thinking, I'm the only one. I'm the only one who's not feeling that feeling. Maybe everybody else is doing a better job than me. It's not, it's not the case. It's not the case. So I want you to know that this is something we're all working on. So quick last question as we're wrapping up here. I put something here as we wrap up. I want to know which one or two of these are you going to try? Which one or two of these are you going to try? You can put it in the chat for me because I want you to know that this doesn't help us unless we actually try something. And here's the thing. I want you to know one more other secret. This is day four-ish, depending on what country you're in. This is where people fall off. What, so soon? Yes. People get tired of fasting already. They're like, four days, that was enough for me. Um, that was a great little joke you know, of, of the Ramadan spirit, but this is getting real. This is hard. I have to do this for another 26 days. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And this is what people are starting to think and feel. And if you had that thought, you're not the only one. So I just want to make sure we leave knowing what to do with that thought because it does sometimes get the best of us. Some of you guys, if you don't have that thought, it's because you may be enjoying it. You had a good start. That's good. Alhamdulillah. But I want to be careful that nobody else has it. Saidi, did you want to say something to that? Yes. Um, no, I want to say in terms of the point, because it's something that... Um, that I'm personally focusing on. So if it's of benefit to other people with the point you mentioned of humility, right? So I found the list of the minor and major sins. Uh, and that's one of my Ramadan. That's actually my number one Ramadan goal is for it to make total, right? But then I printed out the major and minor sins because sometimes like even myself, like I'm at a point in my spiritual journey where I need to assess myself, you know, with the major and minor. Um, that's what I'm more inclined to. So if you know, if you want to focus on the humility aspect, I actually find it very beneficial and, and very humbling. Like it does does shift your heart and it's just the beginning. Just really assessing because sometimes you're not mindful of what you're doing um, or what you can do in the future. And like, you know, not in a fear-based mode and a balanced approach of hope and fear, just assessing the major and minor sins because, you know, they're, Allah is the most merciful and we're in a month of mercy. So it's a good opportunity to really assess yourself. And then, you know, with that humility, you're going to want to be inclined to want to pray and be focused because you're aware of your sh shortcomings, not in a despair, but a balance of hope and fear where you're, you know, you're humbling yourself to Allah and you're assessing yourself and then you're calling out to him and then and the whole feel like you know Allah is the most um merciful so that's what I like you know linked to the humility if that's beneficial did you everyone. did you post that list at all on thrikes if you haven't because I know you're pretty good posting but if you didn't that would be awesome for you but if I I would love you guys to take a look at that list to help you if you haven't already as well if she's not able to that's okay but if you guys can look at the minor and major sins sometimes you're gonna go ooh. Oh. Yeah, that's why I, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like there's things that we don't realize are really bad. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the backbiting, he used um, just in the surah, he was using fault finding backbiters. Oh, the fault finding backbiters with one of those, those you know, and he, talk, he goes, they will get the crusher. Do you know what the crusher is? And he's like, these are things that we just say things out our mouth. So easy. Like, look at her. Look at that. Look at this. Even you're mad at somebody in your family that day, blah, blah, blah. That, that could be held in that way. We don't take it that seriously. So thank you for that reminder. That's really, really important. We have to be easy with our words. And as we're wrapping up here, I know it's time to go for a lot of ladies. And I want to say that, first of all, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for being here. But I want to tell you one last thing, just as a reminder in going, if you're not finding that hoshu in your salat, you've done all these things that I'm mentioning to you and you're like, gosh, none of them are working. I don't know. It's not working. I want to tell you one of the big things that we should do before this, this is not the topic of today, but before this is to let go of any sins that we're doing. Those will definitely stop you. 
because they're only going to make your heart rested and make your heart hard. And the prophet peace be upon him said, every time you do a bad deed, it's look at that. You guys, you know, this phone is so dangerous. If you can use for good or evil, right? And it's like, we were supposed to pray, but we're still watching that video. We were supposed to like go read more Quran today, but somehow YouTube got the best of us. You know, like that thing, we can't, we can't lose our, our whole world for a piece of glass. That if I took the battery out, it would be worthless. And I let my whole day go and my whole life go to this thing. So be really, really careful. If, you were, if we're sinning in any way, remove that first to make way for the khair, for the good to come in, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. Um, sis, do you want to say one last thing as we're closing? I see your hand up. You're on mute. Did you unmute? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I wanted to comment on what you said earlier about um, why is it important to focus outside of Salah and how that impacts your focus in Salah. Um, so basically like what that made me think of was that basically like being mindful of Allah outside of Salah, cause you know, like everything that, everything that we have in our lives is because of Allah, you know? It just made me think of that, like just having mindfulness of him, not just when we're getting ready to make Salah, but like of him throughout every aspect in our, day every aspect of our lives and all of that stuff because you know everything in our life is is due to Allah so but I don't know I just wanted to I don't know maybe think of that and I wanted to yeah just, no you're yeah. absolutely right and even the no. sister said I'm talking a lot all day I could totally relate yeah. to that I mean, I, I I remember back in the day before they had the Bluetooth, like I used to do that. And people look at me like, they see me walking down the street and I'm like, blah, 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 blah and to myself. And I'm talking to a lot. People are like, <laughs> like people think you're crazy because you're talking but then then they they know like subhanallah i remember the other day i was sitting in a, in a, in a gathering okay i had a ramadan gathering i was forced to go to a family gathering where people are not that practicing and i'm like oh this is i could have read so much quran right now but i have an obligation to my husband or my family or whatever to be here and you know what the women started backbiting I'm like, oh, this is awkward because now I, I should be reading Quran. I could be doing this, but I have to be here and there's bad things going on. So you know what I did? I said, what can I do? Because in my husband's culture, it's rude. I can't go do something else. I said, like, let me just start making dhikr. And I did it to myself thinking no one's watching me, right? I'm just like, let me just go, like, I'm making dhikr. And I turn around, there's like three women like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's awkward. It looks like I'm talking to myself. So I'm just saying like, it is what it is. I, I mean, I do all these words. I'm like, I don't care. Allah, Allah Kareem, Allah knows what I'm trying to do. But they're like, they're like, oh, this one, she's a little, you know. So at the end of the day, I try to make the best use of time all the time. People don't like it. It's this, I just, any moment of my life, taking advantage, you're gonna find Allah close to you. And if you haven't found that closest to Allah yet, sis, make some, um, make some effort to trust Allah and to do some crazy things you've never done before, which is make decisions based on what you think he wants for you, not yourself. And when you make that trust fall with Allah, you see what he does for your life. You feel like, whoa, being close to Allah feels subhanAllah, good. And then you do another one, another. And the reason I feel so passionate, guys, is because I've had so many trust falls with Allah where his decisions, I tell my husband, he's like, what do you think we should do? I'm like, you know, I don't know. And you don't know. I was like, we just need to start making a lot of dua because we know no matter what we plan, it's not going to work out anyway. And whatever he plans, it's going to be like, we literally are dead serious about that where he's always like, yeah, I know. <laughs> So like you start making dua. That's it. One sister said she wanted to uh, make a request for dua. If she, you want to say it out loud, or you want to write in the chat, or you just want general dua. What kind of a dua request? Well, if, if everyone can make dua, if, if if it's good for my my dunya, my akhirah, because I just had a job interview and it's one of the number, it's the number one children's hospital in the country. So make dua. If it's beneficial for me, I get the job. I mean, Alameen. Okay, so she she ended us with the very good thing I wanted to do, which was dua, which was when we ask for things, ladies, we always ask what is best for us in the dunya and the akhirah. You can ask for things, but to ask, it's better to say, Ya Rab, give it to me if it's good for me in this life and the next. Not just because I want it, because maybe I have a bad choice. If it's good for me. When sisters, sometimes they ask me, sister, pray for me, this guy, he marries me. I said, hmm, <laughs> I don't know if that will be good for you. So let me pray, Ya Rab, Give her a spouse that is the coolness of her eyes, that is the best for her in the dunya and the akhirah. So let's make like that for each other right now. Ya Allah, we ask that every single sister in here that she has a dua, 
may her dua be, be answered for her in the way that is best for her in the dunya and the akhirah. And Ya Rabb, we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes our fasting easy, our, our heart light, and that it makes the spring, uh, the Quran the springboard of our heart, that we find Salah a beautiful place of refuge, a closeness with you, a way that is turning our heart to be even amazing after Ramadan. Amin, Rabbil Alameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us our sins. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring us close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us all of our sins, all of our sins. Amin, Rabbil Alameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make relief to the people all over the world in all conditions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help our youth, to help our youth return back to you. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our hearts and to have us, the hearts that are qalbu salim, hearts that are just pure and healthy and beautiful and will be welcomed into Jannah and give us Jannah al-Firdaus. Ameen, ameen, rabbil alameen. I love you all for the sake of Allah. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make our prayers the best of prayers and for all them to be accepted. Ameen, rabbil alameen. Love you all for the sake of Allah. I will pop in and secretly and see you in some of the sessions and I will see you soon. Ameen, ameen, rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaikum, ladies. Mm -hmm.